0: hey welcome back sword and spirit fire listeners do you know that there is a war for your heart god looks on the heart man looks on the outward appearance but god looks at the heart god weighs the heart of man now when the bible speaks of heart it's talking about the core of the inner man the inner being the spirit and the soul that very core of the inner man now, that's where the war is at. That is what the enemy wants. He wants to put idols on the throne of your heart. He wants to give you other le- lovers. He wants to defile your heart. He wants to build up strongholds and different things like that. He is trying to capture your heart. He's trying to hold parts and pieces of your heart hostage. But God wants your heart as well. It's The heart is where, through through where Jesus lives, but through his Holy Spirit, he takes up residence in the inner man and in the heart. Romans ten nine and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to talk to us today about the coalition between the mouth and the heart and the importance of confession. So the heart is what we believe with. Now, we can believe and yet have unbelief in our heart. We can have both belief and unbelief, both in our heart. And so it's important that we understand the the contents of our heart, that we're honest before God, that we understand the, the principles of the word of God as to what God says about the heart. Matthew 12 34 says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so the heart is going to spew the overflow out the mouth the mouth becomes like the fountain of the heart's contents whatever is hidden in someone's heart will come up and out through the mouth like a fountain the heart spews the contents through the mouth okay now We're supposed to guard our heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. The issues that you and I have, the things that we carry in our life from day to day, we carry in our heart. We're told to guard our heart. We have to do that by guarding our gates, our eye gate, our ear gate, the the touch, the palate, the smell, those types of things. We guard our heart by guarding our gates because the heart contains the issues of life or the fountain of life. The fountain of life is in the heart. Luke chapter six and verse 45 says, a good man brings good things out of the treasure of his heart. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The mouth speaks of what the heart is full of. So whatever you and I speak is revealing the contents of our heart. So I was doing a quick study um, for something I've been writing on the importance of confessing our sin and repentance before the lord in the secret place now stay with me here don't run because i said confess our sins i know i've been preaching and teaching a lot about repentance and confessions and things lately but it's just because there's been kind of a lost art when it comes to repentance and confession and what that actually means so i was doing a quick study and i work with several people individually to try to help them heal and find freedom and stuff, and even learn like self-deliverance and self-healing and things like that. And most often, more often than not, there's contents, there's old wounds, old memories, old scars, unhealed emotions, unresolved conflict, um, those types of things are are tucked and suppressed in their hearts. And so the repentance and the forgiveness, the um, blotting out old record books and stuff helps us to release the contents of the heart. It's really important because if we don't, we end up blaming others instead of taking ownership. Now, listen, when we take ownership for our own heart, when we take responsibility for what's in our own heart, we take back our power. If we don't take ownership and take responsibility for where we sit today, what condition our heart is in, what condition our life is in today, we can't have power to heal or deliver. We can't even have the power to properly repent and receive that healing and deliverance from the Lord until we take responsibility and accountability for our condition. Now, listen, I've been a victim before. I've lived through things where... Other people wronged me and there were other people that did things that caused my life to be in a certain condition or even my mental state or my heart, my emotional, my emotional seat, things like that to be in a scarred and wounded state. But the Lord had to teach me that I still had to take responsibility for the condition I was at today because the heart, my heart belongs to me. Your heart belongs to you. And until we learn to receive healing, until we learn to pour out the contents of the heart that before the Lord and receive his healing, receive deliverance, then learn to begin to guard our heart properly, we can't take back our power. So there's a lot of scripture that I found as I was looking at this thing. Now remember too that God tells us there is nothing hidden which, which will not be made manifest. So there's contents in our heart and there's things deep down in our heart that we may not even know until all of a sudden there's a moment where something happens and we're like, I didn't even know that was in me. The right pressure put up on something and it releases contents. I like to say, like, think of a pressure cooker. Like once there's the the right amount of pressure, like you can have a really horrible day or walk through a crisis and all of a sudden see the contents of your heart coming out of your words, coming out of your mouth, that you didn't even know was there because confession spills the contents of the heart. Now, all throughout the Bible, we're told to confess so what does that mean? To confess actually means that we admit or state that we have something that we have committed or a crime or a fault in some way. That we admit it. We come into agreement. Confess, um, according to the dictionary, just a, a quick online dictionary, means admit or state that one has committed a crime or is at fault in some way. The Strong's means... Confess means to admit, to acknowledge, to declare, or to speak the same, to agree with, to declare oneself guilty, or to concede. Okay, so now let's think about this. If I'm in the secret place with the Lord where there is no condemnation, he only gently convicts. He does not condemn. He wants me to confess what is in my heart. Confess my thoughts, confess my feelings, confess my sins, confess even my judgments and my criticisms and my point of views, my perspectives, my thoughts, all of those kind of things, because he doesn't want those contents locked up in my heart. See, the biggest thing as I stud- did this quick study that the Lord dealt with me about is that if we hold contents in our heart too long, it becomes contaminated they they become like contaminants in our heart they stagnate they cause um even the pure living water of the word that we try to put inside of our inner being they cause it to to be still and become contaminated if we don't learn to Confess if we don't learn to release the contents of our heart. But the safest place for us to release the contents of our heart. Now, I'm not just talking about sin. Sin is one thing, yes, but I'm talking about even our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our wants, our desires, our likes, our dislikes, our questions, our unresolved conflicts. All of these things become contents in our heart if we hold them. But the Bible tells us to confess in many different layers. James chapter 5, 16 says, confess your faults one to one. To another and pray one for another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much now the effectual fervent prayer speaks of a heated up prayer a heated up prayer that causes the contents to begin to boil to the surface now that passage specifically tells us to confess our faults to one another and to pray for one another now we should all hope to have and should have someone close enough in our life that we have a trustworthy friend that we have someone close enough to us that we can be honest with we can confess our faults you know we we should have our relationships set up in kind of that holy of holies type boundaries and borders where there's some that we let in super close into the holy of holies into our inner core of our life others that we let in in the inner court kind of the the inner court of our life and then others in the outer court of our life now, we can't trust everyone with our secrets or confessing our faults to everyone because not everyone is trustworthy. But we need to know who in our life is trustworthy. Okay, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, He is faithful. If we confess, if. We forget and we overlook some of these words. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28, 13 says, whoever conceals the opposite of confession, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. I like this because it shows the importance of us confessing the importance of us literally allowing the contents of our heart to be spilled out in the secret place before the Lord. If we do that, then he is faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we do not, Proverbs says that we will not prosper. And I know, I don't know about you, but I want to prosper. I assume you want to prosper as well. So confession is an important principle that we learn to um, have in our day-to-day life. Psalm 32 5 says, I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah." Now, this is interesting to me because David is crying out here and he says, I'll acknowledge my sin to you and I will not cover my iniquity. I will confess my transgressions and you Lord forgave the iniquity of my sin. So we're looking at three different levels of sin here, sin, iniquity, transgressions. Iniquities are crooked places. They're generational type things. Transgressions are heavier, more um, habitual sins. And then there's just the regular day-to-day, daily type sin, The, the, the things that we think that are smaller. But David says, as I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity, those generational sins, those crooked places, those perverse and crooked things. I did not, I did not cover them. I didn't keep them concealed. I acknowledged them. And God, as I could, as I did this, God forgave the iniquities of my sin. So God kind of like one ups him. He says, if you, if you will acknowledge your sin and your iniquities, I'll even blot out and forgive the iniquity of your sin. I'll blot out your transgressions. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 says, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. I wonder often sometimes like, are we remembering, are we close enough as walking in close enough fellowship with the Lord? Walking in his spirit, staying in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit enough that we are able to know when we sin. Or are we so caught up in busyness and distraction throughout the day that we sin here and there throughout the day and don't realize it so we don't confess or we don't ask for forgiveness? I don't know about you, but I don't want a bunch of unconfessed sin on my record when I get to heaven. I want to live a life where I strive to be completely sinless. I don't want to have every single day in my life that I sin, I sin, I sin, I sin. I want to make sure that I'm aware and I'm mindful, and that part of confessing my sin, my transgressions, my iniquities, and stuff like that, that part of that prayer is that I ask the Lord to help me not repeat those things, that I receive the power to overcome, that I understand the reasons why God does not want me to do certain things and that my behavior changes and transforms even through the principle of confession. Job 31, 33 says, Have I covered my transgressions like Adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom? You see, we can hide our iniquity in our bosom, in our belly, so to speak. But if we do that, if we cover those things and hide those things in our bosom, it will make us sick. It will make the heart sick. It makes our heart sick. When we confess them, though, it comes up and out. And so that we keep our heart cleansed. It's a principle. What gets stored up inside of the bosom of man when it comes to these things can become contaminants. But what we release when we let our mouth spill out the contents of our heart before a holy God, before the God who loves us every day, all day long, no matter what, loves us perfectly, he forgives us, he redeems us, he cleanses us, but he will also come alongside and help us to overcome these things so that we can move into a place of holiness and living without spot or wrinkle, living sinless. John 3.20 says, For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for, he, for fear that his deeds will be exposed. We have nothing to fear. Those who are believers in Christ Jesus have nothing to fear when it comes to confessing our sin or coming under the light of El Shaddai. We do not have to worry about the fear of our deeds being exposed when we confess them regularly. Again, Proverbs 28:13 says, "He that covereth or he that sealeth conceals his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth them and forsaketh them shall obtain mercy." I want to obtain mercy. Romans 10.10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Psalm 32.3, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Don't keep silent, beloved. Don't store up emotion. Don't store up thoughts and unresolved conflict and unresolved issues and questions and hurts and wounds. Don't store them up. I suppressed things for many years before coming to Christ. And it was like when the Lord unlocked me, it was like I went through three and a half years of healing nonstop. Just purging the contents of my soul because I had suppressed and bottled up so much. That stuff, holding those things, even emotions and questions and unresolved conflicts and unanswered questions will literally cause your bones to rot, so to speak. Like metaphorically, it causes a contamination and it will make your heart sick. God wants our hearts to be healthy and whole and fleshly and ready to be, uh, receive the increase that he wants to pour into us. But part of having that healthy heart is learning to speak to the Lord, learning to spill the contents of our heart, not just with sin, transgression, or iniquity. That's part of it. Yes. But also with our emotions, our hurts, our, our wonderings, our concerns, our questions, our emotions, all of these different things. Romans 3, 23 and 24 says, for all have and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So I encourage you today, talk to God about everything. Those emotions, don't bottle them up. Those questions, don't bottle them up. Those unresolved conflicts, an unanswered prayer, release the contents of your heart. Release those things. Let your mouth become a fountain of life, even in the secret place where it's where you're safe. And you're sheltered under El Shaddai. Release whatever is going on in your mind and your heart and your will, your emotions before the Lord. Daily release those things daily. Talk to him about everything that's going on in your life daily. He is your friend. He is your comforter. He is your God, your savior, your redeemer, your reconciler, your restorer. And he wants to hear your voice and he wants you to spill the contents of the inner man before him daily, that you remain a vessel, a vessel that is cleansed out, a vessel that is not holding and suppressing things and holding things back that can become contaminated in your next season and hinder and frustrate and denial and foil your destiny. Release those contents unto the Lord. Be blessed in Jesus name.